Support for this podcast comes from Avature ATS, an applicant tracking system that redefines user experience for candidates, recruiters, and hiring managers. Just listen to one of the many ways in which L'Oreal USA has improved their hiring process with Avature, as told by Edward Dias, Director of Recruitment Intelligence and Innovation. Since we've been using Avature ATS globally, we have been able to massively improve our communication rate with candidates during and following their application. Uh, before, over a million people worldwide would never get contacted. Um, but with this smart automation and flexible processes, we've been able to change that. And that's been a huge achievement. Visit avature.net, that's A-V-A-T-U-R-E dot net, to learn why global market leaders like L'Oreal choose Avature to extend the candidate experience from shoulder tap to first day. <laughs> There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 132 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The pace of change in talent acquisition is most definitely speeding up. And those employers who can adapt the quickest will be the ones who get the biggest competitive advantage. But how do you drive fast change in a large corporation, particularly one that operates globally? My guest this week is Mike Brown, Vice President of Talent Acquisition for the Americas region at Siemens. Siemens are implementing a number of new ways of thinking into their talent acquisition function which is allowing them to drive innovation, implement agile methodologies, and roll out a global ATS project in a very different way. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Mike, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt, how are you today? Very good, and delighted to have you on the show. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yep, sure. My name's Mike Brown, and I'm running the talent acquisition region uh, known as the Americas for Siemens. Uh, so both North and South America, uh, all of the various divisions and business units and corporate functions within those uh, countries. And I'm part of a, a really excellent uh, global leadership team running the, the talent acquisition function um, here at Siemens. So as a VP of talent acquisition, what are some of the biggest talent challenges that you're up against at the moment? Well, I think we're we're up against the the same challenges um, as uh, quite a few other companies. Uh, I think our our challenges are unique in in the uh, uh, structure of the company, uh, being a uh, conglomerate with a variety of different businesses to support. Um, and a need for pretty highly sophisticated technical talent in, in almost all divisions and almost all jobs. So we've got um, a need to find very specific talent worldwide um, and secure that talent for our uh, business success going forward. So that's one challenge, just finding the right people in time when we need them. Um, and then the other challenge is, is managing a large team of 
uh, global recruiters um, to make sure they've got the right competencies, the right support, the right technology to do their jobs, which we think are changing very rapidly. And uh, we take our, our mission pretty seriously here that uh, you know we feel strongly that if we are to succeed as a company, we absolutely need the right people and we feel like we play a, a vital role in that in that mission. So sticking with that idea of change and keeping pace with things, how do you keep pace with innovation at Siemens? Do you have any particular strategies that foster innovation within talent acquisition? Well, one of the things that we're we're trying, um, you know, we, we try to make sure that we've got um, a very strong connection amongst people um, inside the company. So we have a, a social corporation where we can set up uh, various groups um, to, to allow recruiters to connect to one another, share content, share ideas. So that's one way of just globalizing the team is very important. Um, uh, technology allows us to do so many things um, remotely that we used to have to do on site and to really leverage our team and their knowledge and expertise, we, we need to stay connected first and foremost. So we, we use uh, various groups within the uh, Siemens social network to, uh, to stay connected and communicate to one another. So that, that's one aspect. Um, a recent thing that we've done, which we're excited about, still early, but pretty excited about this, is we've, we've launched an internal sort of innovation concept in, in talent acquisition called TA Venture. And we're using Trello uh, to, to sort of manage the, uh, the input and the workflow. Uh, and the concept is fairly simple. The, the leadership team uh, knows that while we can be aware a little bit of what's happening out in the marketplace, that recruiters are probably best suited um, to decide what technologies are, are best uh, for them in terms of the disposition of their day-to-day duties. Um, so we wanted to sort of include the whole team in the concept of innovation. So we now have a, uh, a process using uh, Trello, as I said, with uh, this, this uh, sort of you know, internal marketing called TA Venture, where we have people around the world submit ideas, interesting technologies that they've heard about or seen. Um, maybe got uh, you know a demonstration at a trade show or something like that. And the concept is is simple. If somebody thinks something's interesting, they put it on the board. Uh, they try to get some other people to be interested in it. Um, they need to get approval from one of the uh, not not approval per se, but sort of support from one of the senior leaders in the organization. And then we move things along to, to pilot phase. And if we think there's applicability um, at a global scale or even at a regional scale, we would then um, you know, put a formal plan together uh, and sort of move the technology forward. So we're getting all kinds of interesting ideas from our teams around the world, things that they feel will help them uh, better source uh, you know, things that will help with uh, uh, recruitment marketing, things that will help brand us a little bit better uh, as we put jobs out on the internet. Um, so a variety of different technologies that people are, uh, are toying with, and we're getting far more ideas in an organized way than we would have had uh, before. So we're, we're excited about that. We feel like it's important to get the whole team engaged in the concept of innovation. 
So agility is a common theme that's used in strategic talent acquisition these days. What does agility mean to Siemens? And why is it important to have technology that's as agile as your talent acquisition strategy? I think that, uh, you know, we're, uh, the, the world changes at a, at a pace that uh, I think uh, is not going to slow down. Uh, things continue to change. We use the terms, uh, you know, VUCA, just like everybody else. Um, there's just a sort of rapid and profound change taking place quickly, uh, which we need to be able to react to. So um, we want to have an agile organization internally, uh, just in terms of how we organize ourselves with our teams. Um, so we're moving in the direction of really trying to become more of a global team, um, as opposed to a series of units that happen to reside in different countries. Um, so we, we, we feel like technology and the culture we create inside of, of talent acquisition are key to driving that, that transformation. And um, so we've done a lot to create a sense of community among our people, uh, which then uh, creates uh, you know, a common bond, uh, common sense of mission, common partnership. You know, recruiters are recruiting for the same roles in the same divisions around the world, just happens to be in different countries. So we're trying to create these communities of interest where people can help one another uh, facilitated by some of the technology that we're now now deploying. So the, the organization itself needs to be agile. Um, and then we're um, also, as we launch new technologies, we're, we're trying to take the more formal agile project methodology to heart. Um, so we, we're in the process of launching our new applicant tracking system worldwide. And in the past, like many other companies, we would have spent months, maybe years, planning for every contingency, making sure we had the system designed uh, to handle any and all eventualities. And uh, we now don't do it that way. Uh, we, we develop what we uh, think is the minimal viable product for go live. And while we launch, we are also then doing release 1.1. And when 1.1 is, is started up, we're working on 1.2. So it's a, an entirely different way of, uh, of deploying technology, which feels very different for the people on the team. Um, and we're also uh, really staffing these teams with recruiters, um, obviously with also our IT and, and vendor support. But we also wanted to make sure that the recruiter's voice was heard. Uh, I think we've made some mistakes in the past uh, that we've learned from where we perhaps did not get enough feedback from the people on the front lines about what they need and how things work. Um, so now we're really making an effort to, to listen to the, to the recruiters themselves and, and find out what they need and how things actually work in, in real life, uh, so to speak. So we're, you know, pretty happy. We're, we're just launching now with this global applicant tracking system uh, uh, program and uh, so far, so good. We've got a long way to go, but uh, you know, we're happy with where we are so far. So in terms of the global ATS implementation and rollout, what were some of the reasons you wanted to make a change? And um, how, did you, how did you go about finding the right vendor for you? Um, uh, the reasons, I think, were, were simple and, again, likely not unique to Siemens. Um, 
We had, uh, like most corporations, uh, some legacy systems that were still still operating. We had uh, a tool that was was uh, deployed through most of the uh, countries, but a few countries were not on the same applicant tracking system as as some others. So that prevented us from really sort of operating in a seamless global way. Um, and we knew that it would be beneficial and that the technology Technology had advanced to the point where this would be possible, that we could, in fact, launch something that all recruiters worldwide would have access to. Everybody could see the same data. Everybody could collaborate. We could shift and assign work based on volumes and needs uh, in a way that we had not been able to do before. So the, uh, the desire um, to move ahead with a TA-specific launch as well, I think that's another thing that we've tried to do internally is to... to to recognize with our senior leadership who've been very supportive uh, in, in HR that the uh, technology in talent acquisition has evolved to the point where um, it you, you may need to buy something specific for TA versus, I think, decisions made in the past where, you know, all with uh, sort of these all-inclusive HR suites that people would buy from, uh, from various providers in the marketplace. Uh, so we've been... Uh, uh, excited about the fact that we we have uh, our own uh, sort of application uh, tool, and uh, you know moving forward with that. So one of the things we looked for was um, obviously we wanted something that would be uh, functional in the short term, but we also wanted to um, make sure that the company that we decided to partner with uh, would think the same way we did. Um, because we know things are changing and the product you buy today is going to evolve pretty quickly. So we, we look for, for some partners that we thought were of like mind um, in terms of strategic talent management and how things might flow together, not only now, and the, and, but in the future, somebody uh, with a recruiter-centric mindset, um, somebody that really understood uh, how corporate recruiting actually uh, is done. And uh, also somebody that had the flexibility to give us a, a stable, powerful tool, given our size and scale, we needed something that would be functional and work uh, from a, you know, a system availability perspective, but also a software that might allow us to customize and, and create a new way of engaging with both candidates and, and hiring managers uh, internally. And, uh, you know, we had already been working with Avature, had a, had a good relationship with them on our uh, uh, candidate relationship management, uh, check-in portal, uh, the employer referral program, all these things that had previously been launched worldwide, supported by by Avature. And it uh, we, we did a significant amount of due diligence, but it just, uh, at the end, it was fairly obvious that the, the partner we really needed to work with on this was Aperture, um, and it's been really successful partnership to date. Um, you know, they know us very well at this point. Um, you know, we've got some unique requirements, again, given the size and scale of our company, uh, and they've been uh, very supportive in terms of solutions um, and sort of rapid uh, development of the uh of the workflows for us and, and suggesting things that we may not have thought of. So it's been, it's been great. And we're already having discussions with them about how 
the overall talent acquisition landscape may be changing in the future. They've got a good strategic view um, and they, they are good thought partners to us as opposed to being good you know, software partners as well. So it sounds like you'll have taken a lot of learnings from this implementation project and you've obviously done things very differently from the way that you've done them in the past. What advice would you give to other employers who are about to embark on a similar ATS selection and implementation project? Um, so I think my tips would be uh, you know, a little bit of uh, reiterating some of the things I've already already suggested, but I think um, that first and foremost, you really need to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and we had some specific goals in mind, global accessibility uh, to allow teams to work across border um, and help one another out. Um, we needed something that was um, able to be customized and, and designed to, to our specifications, something that would be uh you know, powerful and uh, give us the capability we need from both the search and, uh, perspective. So I think all the standard technical stuff, uh, um, sometimes people skip over and I think it's important to do that due diligence. We were very disciplined at the beginning of the, of the project with going through in the uh, delineation of things that we required. We were able to really hone in on things that were actually more important to us than we had uh, originally realized, uh, like like the reporting capability and the global accessibility of of, of the uh, system, and uh, and then I think you have to find a partner that you are uh, comfortable with, uh, somebody that you feel uh, reflects um, the the values or the uh, uh, strategic orientation to the topic that you're you're looking to do. So we we were uh, happy to work with Aperture in that regard. They uh, they focus on what they call strategic uh, HR uh, functionality. Um, so talent acquisition, some talent management, some new employee engagement things. So that's the space we wanted to, to sort of specialize in. So that, that made it a little bit easier. Um, and then I think that um, uh, what we needed to do internally um, was really get a, a changed mindset um, and create some uh, awareness amongst our own teams of what it was we were trying to accomplish. Like many companies, people wind up working for the most part in the country or the building or the office or home office, whatever the case may be, um, you know, where they're, they're primarily located. And it's easy to forget that you're part of something larger. In our case, something much, much larger. Um, so one of the things that, that we've done is, is try to get some meetings where people are together. Um, we recognize that technology does enable, you know, global communication uh, in a mobile way and on your PC and your phone and those kinds of things. Uh, but we feel like uh, with sort of some intelligent design, people actually meeting someplace together helps. So we, we launched the whole project uh, with some meetings in um, uh, certainly in Munich, uh, where we're headquartered, people got together, and then we had a, a fairly significant sort of beginning of project meeting in Singapore, uh, where people flew in uh, for a few days. It forces people to think outside the confines of their day-to-day -day environment. If they have to travel someplace, they in many cases, some people had never been before. 
Um, for us, it makes people realize that you are part of a global company, not, not something that's, you know, locally bound. And um, it also, most importantly, creates a sense of teamwork. Um, we knew that this was going to be a tremendous amount of work for people in a very short time frame. So we wanted people to actually get to know one another as as people um, and build some some bonds. And it's been successful beyond our wildest expectations from that perspective. Uh, we've got global people working together now from all over the world, working together uh, seemingly day and night uh, to get things done, which would include our, our partners from Aventure as well. So it's been great in that regard. It's it's very uh, rewarding um, and personally satisfying to see people come together um, in a way that perhaps would not have happened, you know, had they not uh, sort of gotten together in person. So we, we place a lot of emphasis on that as well. And then, you know, our other big thing is, you know, uh, the work is is complicated to begin with. So try to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, the complexity will find you. You don't need to create it at the beginning. Um, and we also encourage people to have as much fun as possible. We, uh, we work hard, but we also want people to sort of enjoy uh, the, the process of working with one another and building something special. So we're, we're getting there. Um, and, uh, you know, several more months to go until we're completely live worldwide. But so far, progress is outstanding. Fantastic stuff. So final question. You mentioned that you're already looking to the future and the way that talent acquisition might be changing. What's on your radar? What does the future look like? And what's next on the agenda for talent acquisition at Siemens? Um, so we're, we, we consider ourselves uh, fortunate because of our, our size and scale and the, uh, the support we get from our, from our leadership in terms of uh, trying things in the technology space. So we're, we realize that that's not something that's a given. Um, we take that pretty seriously. We just want to make sure we're you know, smart about how we do things. Um, uh, uh, submissions from our teams uh, in the TA Venture Trello board and uh, areas I think we're, we're looking into now would be the whole sort of candidate job matching idea, you know, artificial intelligence. Is there a way to <clears throat> more effectively uh, match candidates with jobs and vice versa that may take some of the manual work off of the recruiters um, and deliver uh, you know, uh, pre-screened, highly qualified candidate who may not have even been looking for a job to a to a recruiter's inbox in, in a way that perhaps is is faster and, and more efficient than it, than it has been in the past. So the whole, you know, sourcing actions for recruiters, uh, we think that there's some AI play in there that we're trying to keep an eye on and, and running a few pilots there. We're also trying to uh, look at some uh, chat bots applications in some of the administrative areas of recruiting. So we're running a pilot with uh, interview scheduling chatbot, which we think might have some scalability uh, just to, to sort of take some of the things that make life difficult for recruiters and support teams um, to maybe automate some of that using chatbots. And we're um, you know excited about that. Um, an area that we're um, focused on now too would be um, a little bit more around selection and assessment. Um, is there a way for us to, you know, pre-qualify, pre-screen, uh, perhaps at scale in a way 
using technology that we may not have really sort of focused on in, in the past. So we think we've done some good things there, but we think we've got more more opportunity um, to, to move ahead. So those would be the areas I think we're, we're looking into. And we feel strongly that the recruiter, um, you know, contrary to all the press that says recruiters are going to be replaced by robots, we, we feel like that's not coming anytime soon. And that the, the, the person um, at the center of this transaction, the recruiter still plays a very valuable role. We're uh, uh, assuming that some of the work that people have to do now might be automated or streamlined, which would free a recruiter up um, to do more engagement with candidates, um, more engagement with hiring managers in terms of what they're actually looking for, um, you know, uh, improve their productivity um, in terms of the volume of work that people can, can handle uh, and the, uh, the hours that they spend at work. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping an eye on as many things as we possibly can, but we're uh, excited about the future. We feel um, very fortunate, again, that, that we work for a company that, that uh, builds and uh, deploys uh, solutions and products that uh, help the world to be a, to be a better place in transportation and energy and healthcare. And uh, we enjoy the role we play in terms of bringing talented, excited people committed to that mission into the company. Mike, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. My thanks to Mike Brown. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.